today talk. We're going to talk about it right here. Yeah. You ready? It's today talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. We're going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. I'm going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear because it's today talks. And I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, because it's today talks. And I'm going to talk about it. Hey, hey. Welcome to this episode of Tanae Talks, episode 28. Today we're talking old school parenting versus new school parenting. I got in the house with me. Mahogany Momology podcast. Hey. Hey, they're in the building. Yeah, we're going to talk about all things dealing with old school parenting versus new school parenting. What our parents did, what their parents did, and what we're currently doing. Today's show is brought to you by... Caring Angels Home Care. Let Caring Angels put an earth angel with your loved one today. Uh, Caring Angels specializes in personal care services, mobility assistance, transferring and positioning, feeding and special diet, meal preparation, toileting and incontinence care, in-home companionship and care services, conversation, laundry, light housekeeping, groceries, uh, grocery shopping, uh, errands, incidental transportation, and medication reminders. Caring Angels is located in Flint, Michigan and Ann Arbor, Michigan. For more information on how uh, Caring Angels could pin an earth angel with your loved one, call 734-757-5896 and let Caring Angels put an earth angel with your loved one today. Also, today's show is brought to you by Bundles Luxury Hair Company. Bundles Luxury Hair Care is uh, an extension specialist focusing on changing the way women express themselves through their hair. They specialize in natural hair care extensions, hair restoration, event hair, Dominican blowouts, uh, and Brazilian blowouts, certified salon. You can follow them on Instagram at Bundles Luxury Hair Co. and on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, Bundles Luxury Hair Company is located at 13740 Midway Road, Suite 524 in Farmers Branch, Texas. That is here in the DFW. So just go and hit up Chantel. She is the owner and she will get you looking fabulous and luxurious. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show Mahogany Momology Mel and Tosh. Hey. Hello. How y'all doing? Well, they got sound effects. I know. Look at me. That, in- that, <laughs> intro, <laughs> that intro made me want to get on the chair and Millie Rock real quick. <laughs> it do make you want to bop a little bit, you know. It's super lit. It's always super lit at the Today Talk uh, podcast. We always try to do it what we can do, how we can do it, when we can do it. All right. And we like to have a good old time here in the studio. So today we're discussing old school parenting versus new school parenting. And I wanted to have Mahogany Mom Ology on the show because... They uh, specialize in 
and please tell my audience what your your overarching theme of your podcast is so I can let them know why I decided to bring you guys on. Well, I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we are Mahogany Mammology. We are an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of black motherhood. I love it. I love it. Not because I'm the host. I love it. I love it that they call it carefree black parenting because sometimes as parents, or specifically black parents, we're kind of put into a mode Mm -hmm. that we're like super strict Mm -hmm. and or super harsh or, you know, some people might say we're not harsh enough or we're too harsh or that we're carrying down traditions from slavery on how Mm -hmm. we um, discipline our children. So we're going to have a carefree uh, conversation today Mm -hmm. on the things that and some of the practices that we put into play. Uh, Sometimes we do uh, carry on from the ancestors and we, you know, bring in some of those parents. Mm-hmm. practices but I feel like my my style is similar but then again totally different from my mom's would you agree I think oh, yeah. yeah I was gonna say yeah absolutely um I am totally different from my mom not a complete 360 but to touch on your point I think we um kind of uh, grab some of those practices unconsciously mm-hmm. like we do that you know and we look at ourselves, well, I was, you know, when I was little, I, I you know, I followed through my mom and I, and I'm an, I'm an adult and I'm, I came out fine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. whatever practice that my parents, you know, instilled on me, it, it has to be okay because I'm not out here being an immoral person in society. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. And I, I know that's a general sweeping, you know, a generalization, yeah. but for the most part, you know, we, we are okay adults. We, we are okay adults because my mom used to say, uh, if you, if you don't get whoopings, <laughs> if you don't get whoopings, you're going to either end up in hell or jail. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Full disclosure. I was like, I have never gotten no whooping. Really? You lie. I'm serious. I'm about to call your mama. I'm so serious. <laughs> and I'm one of like six kids. And the funny thing. You can't. You I'm serious. I've lies. never I... gotten a whooping. The funny now, thing that is. I don't say I didn't fight my siblings. Right. <laughs> you know, but. If you, you're the baby, you said? Yeah, I'm the I'm youngest. the I'm the baby too is just me and my sister by my mother I have other siblings sure, so right. in my household it's just me and my sister and because I was the baby she feels like I didn't get as many whoopings as she got <laughs> so by the time I we're four years apart so by the time I came along my mom was a l- much more lenient on the whooping part but when my sister when they were coming so it used to be like my two boy cousins my older cousin Sam mm-hmm. which is a girl my sister and my mom back then had the philosophy if one of y'all do one thing then y'all all get it wow. yeah. well by then your mom got tired <laughs> yeah yes, that's what I'm saying she was like look whatever just go <laughs> right so by the time I was old enough to get like reprimanded or disciplined I got whoopings I remember my whoopings distinctly like every single one for what I did. Were there a lot or can you count them all on like one hand? I can count them. Okay. okay. I can count them because they were significant. I was, I was kind of like trying to be the peaceful child or the, I was like the compliant child and I was the baby, Mm -hmm. you know, and my father was deceased. He got murdered. So my sister used to always say, I use that. Like, my father's dead. But I did not. My mom just was felt sensitive oh towards God. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that seems very traumatic, but I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but so, some people do use that. Not yeah. use, but it does play a part. It, in the, it plays a role. It's environmental. It's um, how you grew up. I mean, there, and then sometimes, too, we see how our friends, 
you know, maybe we're parenting and we're like, you know what? When I have a kid, I'm going to do it that way. Right. So I think it's a mixture. I don't think there's any one right way. I think mm-hmm. it's just a matter of, you know what, if it's working for you and your child is good, then, then it that's works. working. I think older siblings probably feel that way because I look at my older siblings as well and they're saying by the time, you know, and they're significantly older than me. Yeah. Like some of us, we have a 30-year gap. Wow. Um, so your parents were hella tired when you came along. Yes. <laughs> yes. They were like, you know nothing. what? We just just do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Cook your own meals. Actually, Don't burn down the house. Don't burn down the house. Say, let me take it right. It's not 30 years, actually. It's um, that's an that's a gross. Anything more than 10, dog. It, it was like it was like 18 year gap. <laughs> so your parents, like, you know, a, a generation is every 20 years. Yes. So you your yes. older simply like a generation apart. Yes, we absolutely are. And so um yeah, so they talk about when I grew up and they were like, Man, my mom, your mom was like by the time she raised you, she was like mom 1.5. <laughs> and so now we, I have, you know, a niece and nephew who she's like help raise yeah. and stuff like that. And we were like, yeah, that's mom 3.0 because she is a whole different person regarding to discipline mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So I feel like they, they definitely, they're tired or they change or maybe they just, they just come into their own with society and they just like, Hey, you know what? what I did, or maybe it's self-realization, you know? Yeah, or my mom, so uh, we're going to get into this other, but this is so, so great, but like you talk about their grandparents now, and then there was this big age gap, and then you came around. When my son came to be, my mama was off whoopings completely. She was like, I can't whoop him. This mm-hmm. is what came out of her mouth. And I was like, who are you, exactly. strange alien woman? <laughs> Mom, Who the hell are on. you? <laughs> she was like, I just can't whoop him. He's so busy and he do so much that if I whooped him, I'd just be whooping him all day. Because my son is active. Mm-hmm. Y'all met AJ. He do a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot. A and boy. so I, she just wouldn't whoop him. And I'm just looking like... I wasn't, I don't want to call him bad. He was extremely hyper. He still is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you not whoop him? Like, what? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> well, 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 why? But why? Yeah. But why whoop him? Well, you well, know okay, what? So I'll, I'll, I just felt like, because we we operate from our own life. Okay. You, and yeah. so, so, we're, so in my mind, it's like, mom, you whoop me for less. Mm-hmm. Or I got in trouble for less. Like, when I was growing up, I couldn't, we couldn't touch the walls. On my mom's house for fingerprints. She was very tidy. You couldn't put your hands on the glass. I remember one time I decided to be, uh, as my friend Kellen says, to be Basquiat <laughs> on uh, my uh, closet walls and take my crayons and draw my masterpiece. And my mama whoop, whiz I zipped, as Martin would say, my ass. And like if AJ were to do the same thing, it's like, oh, look at that beautiful artwork. But now, <laughs> but now you have people who put in like chalk, uh, chalkboard type walls too. Yeah, but I hear her point. You know, but but I guess so. I'll, I'll go back a little bit and say, you know, we talked about this before on like our podcast regarding free range parenting, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. while yeah, we grew up with the whoopings and whatnot. I think you know, one time I was in the grocery store. And a Caucasian lady was with her son, and mm. her son was, you know, doing the bag, doing. But I don't say it's acting out because I had to step back and think about it. He's just being a kid. He's looking Some at magazines. Is being a kid. Y'all got to I mean, understand, Melissa from stuff. California. Y'all, why is that not doing anything? <laughs> 
Don't hate on California people. <laughs> California people are more laid back. You out here putting on black. <laughs> so don't, don't let all the California come get you. you know, know what Tosh is from, from the East Coast. But I grew I'm up from with, the Midwest. But I grew Cali up with, a little bit more relaxed. We got yeah, more stress. To a degree. To a degree. But, you know, I grew up with a Floridian mom and a Pennsylvanian dad. So yeah. it's She was East also Coast. raised in the burbs. And I'm a burb. Yeah. I'm a suburban. Yeah. And you know, you know what? All day. And that's cool. But that, that doesn't mean anything. But I was, like I said, I was at the grocery store and you know this Caucasian kid was you know doing his thing and he wasn't acting out like throwing anything he's mm-hmm. reading the magazines he's talking to his mom you know all that yeah. type of stuff now you let one of us it'd be our kid eight times out of ten we're like um, you know Dwayne don't touch that don't do this stop stop we're like we're, we're stopping why? Yeah, why I say stop like 50,000 times why because, Let me tell you. Because we are supposed to be seen and not heard. We're, when we come outside our personal boundaries, society as a whole interprets us to, and amongst each other, I should say, we're yeah. probably our hardest critic we are. amongst each other, parents, to be like, you know, walk in a straight line, don't say nothing, don't look, look straight ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to tell you one time and one time only. That's why we, we sit and we joke, you know, yeah. we have these pep talks in the car yeah. when you go to the grocery don't store. Don't ask for nothing. Don't ask. Don't you touch nothing. Not- exactly. <laughs> because it's from that mindset, like. But now we, we well, have I, all this stress because of it. Well, I don't not believe, it, I don't believe all, in the comment in that. that you said being seen and not heard. Because okay. I wasn't raised like that, like. And we'll get into more how I was raised because, like, what some people consider talking back, I wasn't raised like that. My mom allowed us to express ourselves. So if she said we couldn't do something, I could say why. Mm-hmm. As in some of my parents, mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me, some of my friends' parents, if you said why, that's considered talking back. I came from that growing up. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to that to a certain and age. not heard, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, the motto, and to me, I feel like it's it, it's kind of been ingrained, mm-hmm. is to speak when you are spoken to. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And that's, 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 that's and how that, I grew mm-hmm. up. And that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And I think for me in the whole grocery store thing, it's also a safety thing. So as you become a parent, we're we're experts here in this subject, guys, because we're parents. All of us are parents. <laughs> I was like, I have no degree on this. <laughs> and also, well, life experience is the degree. Well, you got yeah. a degree in experience, and we're also sipping wine. So, she like bust real parents, a whole lot of people. Out. <laughs> like real parents, we're drinking wine as she we talk about this. Nothing on this. Uh, <laughs> so. For me, the whole acting out at the store is more so a safety thing. You know, as you become parents, you get what is called parent worry. Mm. So in Dallas, Dallas is number three in uh, human trafficking. So when I'm telling you to be still, don't run all over the place, I'm thinking, I don't want you to get snatched up. You know, I didn't even think about it that way. So that's how I think of it. It's a safety thing. Or I don't want you running into someone and then they harm you. Uh, or and I'm not one of those people where don't talk to my kids if they're doing wrong that's okay but I don't want you to hit somebody like the other day we were at the store and AJ was walking on all fours like hands and and I'm like what the hell are you doing because you're not an animal like stop it's, first of all the floor is dirty right right <laughs> that's, that's so that's for thing. me it's not always about like the image thing like oh my god that my child is being wild because I don't care what people think. I don't mm-hmm. care, especially others. I'm not uh, into respectability po- politics or one of those people like, oh my God, the white people are looking at us. Like, look, bitch, because look at y'all. That's my whole thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but not like that. Like, I'm not racist or anything, but I'm just saying some people are come along with the mindset like, you can't act this way because other races are looking at us and we have to be the talented 10th. 
And that's what you said when it comes with all this stress that we're we put that on us, us. and we don't have to be. <laughs> we don't have to be at all. Exactly. And really, if you think about it, sometimes too, like I, the grocery store thing for me, it's like, okay, we'll use it as a conversational time. Use that as a way of teaching them something. You know, you're talking about, well, don't go running around the store. Well, here's a time for them to, you know, depending upon the age, clearly. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, well, have them go look for something within reason. Like, you should know which aisle it's on, first and foremost, <laughs> right. and how far you're allowing them to go in the grocery store. Right. Well, that's true. Like, now that he's older, I'll, I'll say, go go get the bread. Like, you should know where the bread oh, is. Oh, yeah. But my child is like, I don't remember where it is, Mom, but you well, can you even, can find Rice Krispie Treats. Or, you don't want right. yeah. Or my son. <laughs> or my son. He probably knows where the aisle is, but he has something else on his mind. Yeah. That he's go, so he's going to get the bread before he, I mean, right after he goes gets his uh, right. Cocoa Puffs Correct. and his Lucky Charms. So now this this straight shot Thankfully, on the same aisle. <laughs> well, <laughs> or some something. Places. Yeah. yeah. So thankfully, you know, he's... He, he's making his little beeline there. Yeah. And that takes my time. Dude, it was supposed to be, this is a 30-second job. Why is it now two minutes in? Why right. you thought I'm on a time clock? I'm just, you, I'm just like, like, for, me, <laughs> for me, panic sets in. So right, somebody right. just snatched him up. Two minutes in, yeah, somebody just, that's what I'm saying. So the other day. Ain't nobody want all black boys. Come on yes, now. They yes, do. they do. Yes, Let they me tell do. you. Look they, at him. Even the producers like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they want our kids. Yes, they First do. of all, organ snatching is real. They want our, our eyes, our uh, livers, our hearts. All that, that thing is real. You know, it was made. I can't sit here and always be scared like 24 You You can't be. No, but, no. Yeah. But, but you can't say that nobody want our black boys. Because obviously they do the we're in danger they're endangered species they're getting shot down to extinction so somebody want them somebody want them <laughs> so if anything to me i look at it from a point like they'll snatch you for the and turn around and be like here you were a neglectful parent mm-hmm. yeah. for that i look at it from that standpoint mm-hmm. not so much at door uh organ um yeah, yeah. Uh, that was extreme i know it's, i know i know <laughs> you were, i know where you were coming from folks are scared but, when they go to kroger but but that was so extreme. But Look, at the same scared. time, you know, when we we have these uh, memes for these for these uh, these the other moms, uh, corner store Caroline and and permit Patty, because come on. she out here, come on, you know, because no, they out right. here dialing dialing yeah. with the quickness. You they dial right in front of us. They right. dial exactly. Yeah, so like the boy in the bronze. Yeah, and she Brooklyn, said that he was trying to rape her, and then oh. we see the video footage. Yeah, that his that. bag, his backpack just brushed, well, brushed against, against her. her. Yeah, it was so you had now because all. All of these things are happening. It is just a heightened sense. So I'm going to go with the first question. How do you believe your parenting differs from your parents? It's different because my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Oh. So so my, I guess, stress has been I'm trying to do a lot of the stuff that she did plus be full-time working. You just said a word. Mm. You just. You know what I'm saying? Melissa, let me tell you how you just said that. <laughs> Show's over. Let me get yeah, right. We can cut it right now. You just said a word because your mom was a say My mom stayed at home until I got to the seventh grade. So that's pretty much. My mom stayed home. I'm the youngest of two. Yeah. So not just the first 18 years, but the entire, well, I don't know how, I mean, we're six years apart. Do the yeah. whole math. Someone can do math out there. But basically, <laughs> right. two full terms of children. Yeah. Stay at home. Like she was a stay at home mom basically until death. Yeah, I think that's yeah. amazing. My, and then that my, is amazing. 
And it, I constantly compare myself to my mother because my mother cooked a full course meal seven days a week. Thank you. And I well, don't. Well, mine was like five days. My, then you had like leftovers. And I mean full course, like three no. course. I mean, it was your pot roast yeah. on this day. We might have did tacos a couple of times. You know, yeah. hot dogs once in a while. Yes. You know, and then like the weekends, you know, Mara was probably going to barbecue. So she mm-hmm. would marinate the barbecue so it would be ready. I mean, yeah. yeah. My mom was out shop, here. Watch the soap operas, you know, <laughs> yeah. be up there at the school when you acted a fool. All of all that, that. All of that. And I feel like, because like, we're, we're all working moms, uh, Mel and Tosh and myself, we're all working moms. So sometimes... My parenting differs because I have guilt that my mom didn't necessarily have because I'm not, like you said, leftovers. Even if there was leftovers, my mom would cook extra, like the extra meal. And I was a picky child. So some parents would be like, I'm not cooking a separate meal. You eat what I eat. My mom would cater to my need because even to this day, I don't eat onions. So if she had something with onions, she would have to make mine different. Girl. <laughs> Girl. You don't eat, like, you don't eat, eat onions is what she's But not at my grandma's house. Like I talked last week, my grandma was the whole, there are people starving in Ethiopia. Yes, there are. So... And then, like, I think my mom learned over time. Because in the beginning stages of my life, there I, I remember one time my mom made me eat out of the trash because I threw my food away. Okay. And That's so a lesson learned. That was a lesson. <laughs> and then as she did, she eased up. It was right. just like, then she really catered to she's not going to oh, no, eat. Oh, no, I just went hungry. Yeah. So, yeah, but. If you didn't finish. Okay, that only was one time, but that was a memory for me because it was like, how yeah. dare you throw this food away? So my parenting difference there, because sometimes I do want to do that to AJ, but I noticed that I do cater to his food palate. He likes hot dogs and chicken nuggets as mm-hmm. opposed to what I'm eating. So right. I have to cater to that. So I think our our generation of being parents, we're mm-hmm. more lax and lenient in that fact where, like you said, either you're going to go hungry mm-hmm. or you're going to eat what I cooked. And I think we're more relaxed. Would you say? Yes, to a certain degree. I feel like with my parents, um, or my mom was a working mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as I've known her, she's known to work. And even when she retired, she worked part-time mm-hmm. because that was her that's what made her, you know, clock tick or whatever. Right. Um, as far as cooking and stuff, um, you know, she cooked maybe a big meal or two on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then we we worked with that for the rest of the week. Okay. So that's the way I do too. So I'll cook one or two things on Sunday mm-hmm. for us. So that's, we're the same in that aspect. Uh, where we differ a little bit is what we talked touched about earlier is the communication. Yeah. Where, you know, she was very much a speak, you know, like I said, speak when spoken to kind mm-hmm. of person up to a certain extent. Like, I feel like when I got to be a teenager or even a preteen, like I was a little bit more, we, we had more conversation. I think more as cause she was just tired. Yeah, she was tired. <laughs> she was she tired was after tired. all them kids. Yeah, <laughs> she was just tired. And so with me, you know, I'm very conversational with my son too, you mm-hmm. know, and almost to a fault, I feel like. Yes, to yeah. a fault. Cause there, sometimes I have to tell my son because I, because I do carry on my mom letting us express ourselves I try to let him do it mm-hmm. but he get it takes a little too far and I have to be like this is a dictatorship not a democracy I thank you right, thank right, you. <laughs> right. Thank so you. you need to chill out right yeah. and so there was no growing up there was no uh thought process there was no thinking for yourself like mm-hmm. I'm 
I, you know, I'm, I tell you to do this, this is what you're doing. I do it because I told you to do it, because mm-hmm. I said so. You could be dead wrong, you know, in your premise, but they were very much mm-hmm. like that, and, you know, we're all communicating. And like I said, the eating thing, my son is the pickiest. The, the picky. picky. I'm still picky. My boyfriend says I eat like a child. <laughs> To this day. And I was like, I'm just picky. But my mom me, created a monster. It makes me think when we were young, okay, so how did they introduce us to eating, you know, different palates, you know, different palates they of food? Said, you know I, mean? I was just told to eat it. I, so, like, and you what, ate so what happened it. in that transition gonna, where it, it, we started we got to tired because, because we were uh, like, you know what? Why? You know, I'm not going to repeat what they did because yeah. that was a trauma. It was yeah. a trauma, you know, factor. Yeah. Not that it's traumatic like that word, right, but right, it's, right. It's, a, it's, it's trauma yeah. in yeah, a way. And you're not going to want to repeat something that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. So, oh, they did that. I didn't like that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to allow, okay, well. My kids can have the chicken fingers and fries, and I'm going to go have this good salmon over here. You right. Know? I think it's, be, for me, I, my palate it began to expand as I uh, got older, was in different organizations, different summer camps. And it's just like, like my son eats celery, and I don't eat celery. Mm-hmm. So we're just like kids in the sense that he got introduced to celery at school from another parent or in like the daycare setting. Yeah. And it's like, oh, mom, I love celery. And just like we do, so when I got into different organizations and went to summer camp or these conferences and these new friends that I met are eating these things, okay. and then they're like, try it. For some reason, you're more willing to do what your friends are asking you to try mm-hmm. as opposed to your mama. you like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. You peer, know? peer pressure. But you don't want to look yeah, yeah. weird or uncool. So you'll, you know, you'll dab and then you come to find out, I like it. Well, well I, I hope that my son does that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what will happen, like I said. Be, I ha- I don't like celery, and I thought, like, gee, if I can't, if I don't eat celery, how can I get him to eat it? He loves it. I got he eats carrots, mm-hmm. he eats cucumbers, but anything else is just yeah, like yeah. it's like yeah, pulling yeah. teeth. Okay. Um, are new age parents less strict than old school parents? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if strict is the right word versus okay. being a helicopter parent. Mm, yeah, all those yeah. different types of parenting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because the other new one is the lawnmower one. What's lawnmower? What I've never heard so, of that. So it's about where basically, if you think about how a lawnmower mows down grass, mm-hmm. us as parents are mowing down obstacles in the way, not me, but we're mowing down for obstacles example, like um, of the way of our child. I get what you mean. So, for example, and I, this was an example I was going to bring later into the the show, but what she means is, so let's say your kid um, has a, a science project due, and they had so long to, to um, work on it. Mm. And then the day before, they tell you, oh, it's due. So you, as the parent go ahead and help them. You uh, mow down their problem. That's what you mean, right? That, so as you well take as, care, you know, as you a, confronting the coach, you're doing, like, yeah. you're putting... You know, putting you're out giving, fires, yeah, as opposed, before them, right? Instead of letting them problem solve, uh, as gotcha. opposed to old school parents would be like, "Oh, you ain't do that. Well, then yes, now you, you about to get this F, <laughs> yeah, and, and deal with it. And I'm gonna beat your ass, and you won't punish exactly. me. <laughs> so we are more lawnmower parents. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not a lawnmower parent. I, I'm I guess not, I, look at me. Well, I guess I'm old school. The generation, the generation. Yeah, there's there's a, a number. And, of, okay, and I'm like that too. I don't like that whole arguing with the coach. Oh, you didn't let my. I don't like the whole um, participation trophies. It's just yeah. like I don't if you won, you won. If you lost, you lost. Deal with your loss because in life you lose. 
And sometimes yeah. that lose was your win because mm-hmm. it motivated you to create right. a strategy to be better. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just be... It's irritating. So. <laughs> so I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I don't think strict is the word, but like Mel was saying, we've got we've got we've replaced strict with a different um, umbrella of parenting helicopter, styles, yep. different styles, helicopter, lawnmower, yeah, free, free range, range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love like it. I grew up Shameless with free plug. Range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Which kind of goes to you know like how people play, like as kids, you know, like. I think when we talked about it, like free range parenting, you know, that was like going to be able to go to the park and just like, you know, mom, I'm going to the park. Okay, bye. You know, you come on with the lights, you know, mm-hmm. come on. Or when the street lights come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, you it's not like it's, that. It's totally different. And uh, you probably grew up in a, in a house. I grew mm-hmm. up in a house. Did you grow up in a house? Mm-hmm. Right. And so now we live in like a metropolis and it's like mm-hmm. apartment living. I never mm-hmm. lived in an apartment growing, growing up. I lived in a, a actual house for 18 years of my life. And if we want to mm-hmm. count college, then I want to get, say, 22 years of my mm-hmm. life living in a house. So it's different where, you know, kids can't build the bonds with the neighborhood kids and all the neighbors are watching out for everybody. It's just a different culture different. in apartment living, which depends. makes things different. I don't know. I'm like, it, it depends if you have long-term tenants of the apartment. Mm -hmm. I think about it like that because Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can still build the bond because it's just like, you know, I I lived on a block that was a combined apartment living and houses. Yeah. So yeah, we still, I just knew that little Johnny lived in 4C at the building on the corner. Right. But yeah, he still came outside or whatever. I always felt like it was more fun to live in the apartment because (laughs) y'all can extend the fun now because y'all going back in y'all building. I got to go back inside my house. Behind these four walls. So I looked at it like that. So, and they can play in the hallway mm-hmm. and still get, you know, that. Not I'm, these apartments. Not, 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 not these fancy, that. smashy places we're not, living not, in. Not, of course not. <laughs> and not, and, and I can't even say, like, out here, these are, are um, yeah, I feel and, like standalone apartments, whereas in New York, they're inside. They're inside. They're yeah, inside. In the Midwest, too. So exactly. So we, we're based out of, of Dallas to the people that are listening, and they, they more so, there's, um, private interests as you can mm-hmm. say as opposed to being inside but it's interesting that you say that because when i was younger i i yearned to live in an apartment yes. and then now that i'm living in one i'm like dang i, 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 I i'm like i know why my mom and were refused mm-hmm. to ever live in an apartment and then for me like i look at it as you know they would have more space now granted i just got done like for like two weekends having four boys mm-hmm. ribbing and running in a probably a 450 to 500 square foot apartment room yeah mm-hmm. no one can really hear them once you close the door right but i'm like man it'd be nice if they could just go outside outside run around and, and i their... can still be inside the house and still see them like mm. you know from from the backyard right? for sure so that that's where i miss right now i want to acknowledge the people in the chat room hey wayne hey vincent um, <laughs> Wayne said so he wanted funny. to live in the side of an apartment because of Martin. Me too. It seemed like oh it was God. going. Br- I, I wanted bro man to come from the. You fifth have your floor. eclectic characters, your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, they did make you and and living single. It just was like I want to, mm-hmm. but I did live in an apartment community before I moved. I um, said, girl, you don't want that problem because <laughs> the neighbors are interesting. <laughs> no, I, the best neighbors mm-hmm. I ever had before I moved here to Dallas. 
Um, I lived in the suburban apartment, and on my floor, it was me and two other single mothers. Shout out to Adrian and Amanda, and then we had an older woman, Miss Agnes, only on our floor. And we would rotate our boys around to each of our apartments. We we looked out for mm-hmm. each other. See? We babysat. Mm-hmm. My, my mom stayed with me at the time before her demise. God rest her, bless the dead. And you know, when we would be at work, they would give her to my. They would give their kids to my mom. We cooked for each other. We helped each other get ready for dates that was the best apartment but you know what it was situ- it was community people talk yeah right to one another yeah. right we've slowly gotten away from that yeah. nothing i mean i'm blessed that you know my significant other goes and talks to the neighbors and all that stuff so <laughs> next thing i know there's like four boys in, in the apartment i'm like where they come from <laughs> right. who y'all belong to but that's because he's friendly like that yeah, Me, yeah. I, you know i gotta like know you i gotta run you through the fe- you know, federal <laughs> government you know i gotta situation. do a background check i do i need to understand <laughs> you drink wine i need to know all about you before yeah. i let your kid come in my house but yeah. you know but like like she's saying, that goes to the fact a lot of the structures, your living structures are yeah. very privatized, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, we're all about coming in and coming out. Like mm-hmm. we're just in a tunnel vision. We don't have time. I can't say we don't have time. Let me take it back. We don't make a consent a mm. such effort yeah. to mm-hmm. try to know who our mm-hmm. neighbors, which and, you should. And absolutely. I do. I'm that person. So when people when people come visit me, they be like, "Tanae, how do you know your neighbors?" Because I feel like it's important that you know who you live next door to. First of all, I'm running background checks to make sure that you are not a sex offender. I do. If so, just FYI, if you're ever my neighbor, I've ran a background check on you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have my sources and my people and my ways, and I just look you up because I need to know because I have a kid that you're not crazy and that mm-hmm. you're not about to kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to watch too many Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, being consistent. Do you uh, follow through with threats? Or bedtimes, etc. I feel like you have to old, yes. in old school parenting. It was very consistent. Mm-hmm. It was like you knew, you know, your schedule. I think that's one thing that's probably stayed with me. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. because that will help them understand structure. For today, sure. today you're not going to bed at six thirty, and tomorrow you can go to bed at eleven thirty, mm-hmm. unless it's the weekend. But you know what I mean. But even so, he knows that's that's the weekend. Weekends. I get up, I stay up a little bit later, later, quote mm-hmm. unquote, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah, structure is key, especially mm-hmm. since I have young, young kids. For sure. They need that. They yeah. need that structure. So yeah. It keeps them even kill. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I grew up, it was Sunday through Thursday, mm-hmm. you in the bed like 830, mm-hmm. you know, and then on Fridays, cause I remember I used to watch Dallas and it was like a <laughs> nine o'clock show and that's what I look forward to on Fridays. Uh, yeah. But you know what's so funny though? What? Growing up. I didn't go to bed until like 11. 30. I used to watch Arsenio Hall. Me too. And I was going to say that. Yo, I'm, I'm yeah, so, so And let me tell you, let me tell you, let me, let me break it down. That's why you're up, up late now. <laughs> let me break it down a little that's further. That's probably why. I used to watch the Nina People show. I guess I'm dating myself listeners. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. She wow, you don't know about that? T- or oh, Tina People, Peoples, whatever. People, listeners, y'all can hook me up and tell me. <laughs> I'm dating myself real quick. She used to come on after our senior Yes, Hall. she did for a little bit. Uh-huh. For a little. She was um Asian girl. I cannot remember her name. Something she Peoples. Was like black and Asian. She, Asian black. she had a little dance. It was a talk show, too. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, mind you, I'm eight, nine years old. And that is, tr- that is a true 12 o'clock. <laughs> it's interesting it was. because it was 12 o'clock, I, East Coast time. <laughs> I, I lived on East Coast time, and like now I have a structure for my son. He has to go to bed at nine every day, and then he can stay up later on uh, 
Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, but when I was growing up, I didn't have a bedtime. We, I, we lived down the street from my grandmother in our neighborhood. So our routine was we go spend the afternoons with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Then we watch all of the shows and then we watch the news. And then, yes. and so the news came on at 11. Mm-hmm. We may possibly watch Cheers and then mm-hmm. walk home. So I was able to see all the show. Arsenio was big back then. Mm-hmm. So that was our thing. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I guess you, if we, if there was a bedtime, my bedtime was like 11, 1130. And I got, but now, and I understand maybe it was easier for my mom. She, she stayed at home during my primary years to get us ready, be rested. But now, like I said, living in the metropolis, I have to be on the schedule. Cause yeah. it's like, it's, it's I don't seems, think it matters if you live in Metropolis or not. I you think could so, be in the burbs. But, like, I live in the burbs. But I think I also, know. it depends. What, what I mean by Metropolis is I just feel like we're in this day and age. Okay. Not necessarily where you live. Uh, in this day and age, I just feel like we're more busy. We're, right. we're busier. Right. And so mm-hmm. that structure so you have of bedtime, to be on. that needs to help you the following morning Correct. so that you can be on your schedule in order to get out of your house to go to work on time or For whatever. Sure. So yeah, I, I, I hear it from that point of view. Yeah. It that's also exactly. helps them with growth too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if they sleep, it allows them to rest and then they're refreshed for the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And you I know, think that's if what they're just running, running, running. They're not resting. They're not resting. Mm-hmm. And, and they, and they need that. And kids need structure. So as much as I said, I didn't have a bedtime. There was a structure there. Yeah. The structure was, right. we was going over grandma's house. We we're going to eat dinner. We we're going to come out. That was a constant routine. And kids need routine. You can tell kids who have routine versus <laughs> kids who don't have routine. And have if you look routine. at their parents, they didn't have routine. Yeah. The reason I went to bed so late is my mom worked the graveyard shift. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to see us before she went to work. Yeah. And so she was, she had to be on at 11 o'clock at night and she left at 10 30. Wow. Yeah. So, and then the other part of it is that we had to wake her up. So I'm already, I had to wake her up at 10 o'clock. So I already from point, I had to be up until 10 in order to wake, wake her, her up. up. Yeah. So that she could be out by 10 30. Mm-hmm. But if you had a routine. Yeah. A but, routine. but just really nearly like they after, range to the end <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing. It was just like, she didn't know what happened, what all went on with me. You know, once she left at 1030. Look, I don't know all the parties <laughs> that went on in your house. Don't worry about all that. <laughs> Wayne says, my bedtime was at 9 p.m. I got 30 minutes when I got to middle school and 10 p.m. in high school. Yeah, and then, you know, Ooh. you know, playing sports and stuff, that probably yeah. extended it but you out. Know but didn't it help you, though? It did. Yeah, yeah so, it does. I'm going to tell you something. My, I, hope, I hope she's listening. My best, best friend forever and ever. <laughs> um uh, Dr. Reze Douglas Ferran. Hey, Dr. Douglas. Um, did not have any kind of routine, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. She talk about free range. Like she, she and her family, and I'm putting you on, not really on blast, but I loved like going to her house because her parents let her go to parties <laughs> and everything like that. Like they would drive her to parties. Um, all of that, mind you, in high school, right? You know, wow. and so. But she doesn't she can, seem like that, though. You wouldn't. And, she, you know, in talking, she was like, when she realized she got older, like her mom's siblings or family gave her mom's like some real slack about that. You'd be like, yo, you, you letting your kids be too free, mm-hmm. you know. But I say that not anecdotal. Well, kind of anecdotally. Now she, you know. Because yeah, she was bad, able to, she's a bad woman, though. Be, because she was so free and yeah. stuff like that, like growing up. Um, 
she's very accomplished in yeah. what she's doing. You know what I mean? She's not any wayward person. And neither, you know, yeah. neither is her older sister, you know, either. They're very accomplished people. And so that doesn't necessarily, my, the point being is like because you have, because you create a sleep structure. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. As my mother would say, there is no one gives you a manual on being a parent. Mm-hmm. And no one child is the same. So what I do for this child, I may, can I do for that child? You know, depending on their personality, depending on a lot of things. Because like I said, like you said, they were very successful. Same with me. I was able to do all those things. Right. Like even in college, I could. I was the person that partied every weekend and still was above a yeah. 3.2 GPA. So, you know, it just it's Sometimes depends. Uh, but as far as like following through with threats, I never do. Like I will say I'm going to whoop your ass 15,000 Don't do that. Don't do that. You got to stop uh, that. Uh, one, <laughs> one of them days you actually need to go through with it. I do. Like, I do. I do. shake him up. Just I think so I give too many. To. I think I give too many chances. It was we a, have a three, three strikes you're out policy. I love the three strikes you're out policy because this meme said how many, you know, be giving like empty threads. And I was like, I'll be giving it depends on what it is because it's just it can't like, depend. You can't give empty threats because they're banking on that. Thank you. They Thank are. You. She just reprimanded me. No, I mean, it's not just you. It's just like that's just an overall thing. Like that's one of the things like we sat down and agreed upon, you mm-hmm. know, was don't give empty threats. If you're going to, you know, chastise or, you know, hey, you know, if you do something wrong, three strikes, you're going to have a timeout. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a timeout. I love that. Um, and you have to follow through on it. Otherwise, the kid's not going to trust you. That's true. Eventually. And so what you're saying is, like, you and your partner had to come to that. Agreement. Oh, that Agreement. was an automatic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was, mm-hmm. you know, we don't always agree on much. But you know what? That was, like, a thing. And then if you're the one who carries out the threat, say, if he wasn't in the room, mm-hmm. I have to make sure he knows what the threat was about. Or not See, threat, or what the situation was. Because sometimes we're just, like, oh, you know, doing a whole lot of stuff at one time. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't communicate right then yeah. it's like oh you didn't do it like four or five times and no one reprimanded so, so you me, gotta let me segue a little bit even more so here the problem comes in where <laughs> you and your partner partners yeah. are on balance and i say mm-hmm. not only significant others maybe you have a mom that's involved right and mm-hmm. so yeah. a parent you know your child will come to your mom and come to you as mommy you know then mm-hmm. you, you as the mom is like yo i'm, I'm gonna reprimand you yeah. and then they in turn run to grandma mm-hmm. grandpa and, and then like, grandpa, here yeah he's like oh baby don't worry about it you and know that's where like, we have an unequal exactly. yeah and then it's like now i gotta have a conversation with you because you need to I'm your uh, your number one authority. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need to listen to them, but I'm the, in the hierarchy. I'm over granny. I'm over granddaddy. Right. I'm over auntie. I'm over everybody. But then you also have that conversation too with granny, granny and grandma. Auntie and all yeah. Like, listen, they're gonna be like, "Well, then don't bring him over here." Like, yeah, well, you need to me. whoop him then too. Did, you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right? It's, yeah. I want to acknowledge the chat room. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Vincent. Uh, Wayne. Question: Do you get upset if your partner gets on your child? And whoop or put them in timeout, and you don't feel like they Ooh, should have been punished. Oh, I can, yeah. So not yes on that, but um, <laughs> uh, my sister has remind. I've done this before. I was like, I, I jumped in, mm-hmm. and my sister had to tell me, "Don't do that. Don't jump in in between mm-hmm. the father and son, I, or I, the reprimanding and yes, the, yeah. the situation. I agree because then that creates other problems for sure overall. I so agree with that. Um, it's very rarely because I'm the one who can go from zero to sixty. Uh huh. 
Whereas I, I my significant that. other doesn't go from zero to sixty. He's so calm. But when but when he does, it's like I want to run out the room. Yeah, so I know. Like, oh, you don't messed up because I got to go. Because yeah. y'all y'all messing up if he yelling at you. One time he yelled at the boys. And yes, I was like, and I ran. It was I had to go. <laughs> and I tried to help him because you were, were you scared too? Like oh, that? yeah, because you, you, you feel like you in trouble. Me. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I heard them. Like I heard what was going on, and then. I heard my significant other go, y'all need to stop. I'm going to tell you one more one more time. Y'all need to knock it off. And I'm way in the other side of the apartment. And I'm like, oh, I hope they knock it off. Because he, <laughs> he don't ever give threats. Like, like, like that, like his voice was getting higher and higher. Ooh, ooh. And next thing I know, they did it again. And his voice went to a whole zero new, to 60. He went from zero to 60 and like Hulk Hogan zero to 60. <laughs> and I had just got done getting dressed. I literally know how you kind of go to the church with the finger up, like, oh, I'm out, I'm out these parts. You tapping so out? I tapped, I was like, oop, gotta go, sorry guys, I got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't always disagree. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we uh, have a comment from the chat room. Welcome Brianna to the chat room. And Hi, Brianna, Brianna says, why is a male authority better than a female? My mm. kids obey dad, but have a hard time obeying me. And I'll let my guests uh, take a stab at that before I, I, I know my answer, if you guys want to. Well, it, I guess it depends upon what's going on. Are you not doing the three strikes you're out? No, I it don't. Does the person not go from... I think if you're always the same tone, like if you're always going, stop that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't uh-huh. do that, then a child's not going to like, come on, mom, for real? Whereas uh-huh. when dad does it, it's it's like rarely like oh man like there's levels but the thing if is, dad has levels and you know when that level is and you know well not that. even that even if the dad doesn't have a level a, a older person told me this an elder because okay. I, I believe in going to the elder sometimes because it's just like they have this they have this wisdom and an elder told me is pertaining to this i'm just like why, you know, if I say something five times and then dad only says it once, so it's not even a level with them. It's just this one time. And she said, it's something in the bravado of the male voice. That's exactly where I was going to go with she that. She said, and yeah. this is an older person. And I, mm-hmm. I asked several older people, like mm-hmm. above 70. Mm-hmm. They said, it's something about the male bravado. And I feel like there's a science behind it. I might have to ask a pediatrician. Okay. <laughs> but she said, in the male bravado, that the that the children just perk up to the male whatever the testosterone whatever it is that they do it like even my son's father I'm a single parent and my son's father lives thousands of miles away from us and uh, uh, almost a day drive away from us but if I call him on, if I'm yelling at my son and that's about something or even mm-hmm. trying to be it's like pulling teeth if I call him on the phone even thousands of miles away and he says cut it out Drew like that it's cut out off that voice, that tone, that. So you you got some science behind it? Yes, ma'am. All right. Actually, I do. <laughs> oh, she about to pull out like, <laughs> one out of dissertation? Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, the voice is a very, look, oh, Lord. Let's put, okay, professional hat on. All right, She's professional speech, hat on. Um, <laughs> speech language pathologist day job tasha is a speech language pathologist when she's not momology and podcasting <laughs> and mama too and no. <laughs> so i mean it, yes like you were saying the science behind the voice is like 
as women, we tend to have higher pitches Mm -hmm. and that is not perceived as uh, threatening. It's less threatening. We, we do that, you know, as women too, to, to be more um, accepted and comfortable in a space. Mm -hmm. Whereas some males, males, let me, let me say males in general have a lower pitch. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the bravado of it makes people stand up on command. Right. Yeah. So with that, yes, the child is more likely um, going to, yeah, listen to the voice because the voice, it resonates. It resonates in their whole body and their yes. bones and things like that. You <laughs> like, can feel it. You can feel when the man talks. Right. So The and, reason why Melissa ran. Uh-huh. Felt it. Yeah. Because he don't always get upset. He don't always and, and get I think that also in that, that too, you know, like personality wise, um, I'm you know, a disciplinarian. Not, yeah. Yes. yes. And so the the other part of it, I would say also, I, I don't, eh, I don't even want to go into that. Into okay. that, I, I'm not gonna go into that. But yeah, the male voice in the, yeah. in of itself is a very deep, commanding one. Mm-hmm. You know that makes your brain almost stop and stand right, at attention like, naturally. You know, <laughs> whether yes, it be sir. a man that you know is a great orator or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we're more prone mm-hmm. to listen to it versus I could have all of the eloquent words, but just my pitch, the pitch. A, and all of that stuff. So yeah, you you were right on. You were right on with that. Just make sure your message is the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, message. Or, or you can try to deepen your voice. Yeah, hey. yeah. When I do that, hey, hey. cut that out. That's hey. a New York. Hey. Cut that out. Hey. <laughs> Brianna said she talked to a pedi- pediatrician and she said mom is seen as a playmate where dad is seen as an authority oh are you I playful in your, your yeah uh, in your discipline I, I don't know, know. because I, I feel like dad is more like homeboy yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why when he does give you authority it's like, and like oh that's what like, I, done, I done messed up now yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> alright so moving forward do you uh, do the do as I say versus do as I do I feel like old school parents more so is like I don't care if you see me doing bad. Do as I say, as opposed to like <laughs> new age parents is like you want to model a certain type of behavior to yeah. allow the kid to fall in line. Mm-hmm. I I try to make sure that the mo- the behavior is modeled right. that they match. Same. Yeah, Same. because he's cop. It's a copycat right now. For sure. Right. right exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if there's a male figure in the household. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so in old school, do she you... She goes, I am not playful at all. <laughs> My bad. Brianna <laughs> be out here trying to discipline, okay? She does. We, I mean, and she's like, no one is talking to me. Brianna <laughs> is, is a mother of four. She oh, has see? three daughters and one son. Ooh, oh, you have three daughters? Yes, three girls. Yeah, three <laughs> girls. Oh, oh, that's this. You didn't tell us all. You didn't right, tell us all. Don't say you, ain't, you ain't say all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Now nah, it makes sense. Because you yeah, know, you, you, got, you got girls and girls just they like ain't boys. They trying to hear you. Exactly. Yeah. At a certain age, they want to puff up their chest. They want to think yeah. that they mama. Ask, ask Bree, how, how I know. You got to punch. You got to punch. You, you got to punch your kids. You got to be. Punch him in the throat. Two chops to the throat, Bree. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's what my brother-in-law would do. He'd be like, punch him in the throat. As they say, as they say, look, I ain't your little friend. Okay? I ain't your little friend. I, ain't your little friend. I, I, I love that line. I, I love that. I, I ain't your little friend. You. Yeah, you gotta if be the queen of the think, household. If you think I'm a friend, I'm gonna fight you in the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you Real. ladies? Um, and I feel like an old school way of things was eating together as a family. Um, do you eat mm-hmm. together to discuss the day? The day is that a thing of the past? Considering that we live busier lifestyles, or is that still a 
common practice? I think mm-hmm. fundamentally it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, our lifestyle and the life does not let that um, always happen. Always happen because mm-hmm. kids now are in, into extracurricular activities or, you know, they're coming in from home a little bit later and then they're bucking up right on the bedtime. So mm-hmm. they don't have that time to sit down and talk to each other. So I think um, it is a lost art. But Mm -hmm. fundamentally, you know, communication, when you hear or if you hear, you know, parents having a disconnect with their children, the the one thing they're going to say is, do you talk to your kids? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you have to really instill sitting at the table and not eating with your phone next to you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Unplugging. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a big thing. Uh, That's something that I have cognizant of, sorry. Uh, of trying to put my phone away. And then when my son says it to me all the time, mm-hmm. mom, you're always in your phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know, we run podcasts and we're trying to think of strategies and mm-hmm. we're constantly kind of on our phone all the time because mm-hmm. we're trying to do certain things. And when he says it to me, I'm like, dang, I don't want him to grow up and think that I was not attentive to him. So I try to put it away or at dinner time. Well, so now our thing mm-hmm. during dinner is playing a board game. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, and Perfect. also the, Perfect. on the drive home, exactly. Um, exactly. the drive home is a talk. And I had read this, uh, in this parenting today magazine, not to just ask the yes or no questions. So now mm-hmm. one of the things I ask is what was the best part of your day? Exactly. Yes. And what was the worst part of your day? I do that too. And so I, I just think that's a good practice. I think with my son too, since he's a little bit young to answer those open ended questions, mm-hmm. I've started with, well, tell me was today a happy day or a sad day? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he'll tell me either or, and then we'll try to expand with that. So I, I actually do start with close ended questions mm-hmm. with the, you know, in help teaching him to expand his, his responses. But we, mm-hmm. we do that literally as I'm picking him up and we're walking out to school and, mm-hmm. and, and having that continued conversation in the car. So do yeah. you feel like our parents asked us that growing up? Cause when I was growing up, nope. I, I don't, re- I, did. I don't nope. recall my mom asking nope. me, I, I was a talkative kid, hence Tanae talks. So she so didn't even have to ask I you. was offering up the she information. Like, like, she this, 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 this. And she then like, I'm mama, just trying to pick you up. <laughs> and then, mama, and then this girl had the nerve to, you know, so your, I was, your like, mom was like, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> She's like, bro. <laughs> and then, mama, you know, she waited like, around the block the before yeah. she picked you up, huh? I was. <laughs> So y'all, y'all remember on coming to America, the girl that was like, and I want to write my own videos and produce my own yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. Like that's who I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna go I'm like all the that. Oh my gosh. Uh, so old school. Um, one old school practice is oh, we talked about that earlier. Um, but I, I guess I will ask again. Will it says one old school practice is letting the kid fail. Like we talked about the whole mm-hmm. lawn more thing. Um, if they missed an assignment that was on them, will modern parents allow their child to fail or will that parent help the child even do the work? What are the flaws in both approaches? You want to go first? I don't mind if my child fails at times. I tell them not everybody can win mm-hmm. and not everybody can lose. That's right. But he has to learn how to fail. Otherwise, he won't know how to go up from there. And do you mind letting them know how old your child is? He's five going on 55. (laughs) (laughs) So then my follow-up question, my follow-up question to that is, what's the minimum age do you you want them to do that? Like, should, should that... 
uh, like parents to fail? To, fail, to fail. Should that be from when they start walking or when they start Yeah, schooling? because they, huh? when they fall down and they're walking, you got to just constantly encourage, like, hey, you got to get up. It's going to be okay. Come mm-hmm. on, let's go. Like, you have to do it in an encouraging way. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, when he's playing a game just one-on-one or they're running, like, doing a race, and he's mm-hmm. five years old and he was, you know, racing your son the other day. And I was like, look, you both can't win. Mm-hmm. One of y'all has to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's okay. Yeah. But they're four and five. And mm-hmm. so they went ahead. Oh, best of two. Okay, well, fine. Do best of two. But <laughs> two out of three. <laughs> yeah. They were like trying to, you know, what I'll do each other. Mm-hmm. But at some point, they have to learn how to do it. I mean, I do it in minor steps. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I think it'll just make them better sportsmanship. For My sure. significant other is much better on the whole sportsmanship thing. But yeah. I like how you said that, Tasha, about is there a timeline to the failure? Because you don't, like, should you just only do it in the primary years because so much more is at stake if they're at the high school mm-hmm. age? Or or do you do it in the high school age because it is more pivotal? I think you have to start from the beginning. And just I, was like, I think it's too late by high school. By high yeah, school. they've yeah. already, like, yeah. yeah, they're done. But I'm just thinking in the formative years, like, when is that sweet spot to try to do that? And if you're saying, you know, at... Um, well, how'd you handle... I mean, how'd you handle when they didn't, like, start... I mean, when they walked and then they fell down? To me, I didn't even look at it as a failure. I think that I just looked the at it... The child did, because he was like, oh, I can't do this. As a mom, I'm just looking at it. This is just part of development. You know, so maybe well, yeah. you want to look at it as failure I, is just a part of development. It's then. just a part. Of, I mean, but the child's looking at it as, oh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Or when they try to put blocks together and they weren't getting it like the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a part of development. It's all like you're going to get it. It's going to be, you know, you just got to keep trying. I think with some ki- with some kids, will that I feel like they'll be fine with that. But with also, will they ever develop a competitive spirit? Hmm. Oh, some will. <clears throat> yeah. Or some already have it. Yeah, some it's, already have it. it. So, yeah. And so that's why you have to teach them mm-hmm. it's okay right. to not always be number one. And, mm-hmm. and te- you have to teach your kid how to be a winner and, yes. and how not to be a sore loser. Exactly. You don't want the braggadocious winner as <laughs> well, you know. Um, sending <laughs> Sending your child outside to play. Um, outside is that a thing of the past since people are crazy or have neighbors always been crazy and we just didn't have the internet it's a thing of the past it's a thing of the I past think sadly I mm. in my mind and, and in my subdivision I want it to be I want kumbaya I want all kids there are a <laughs> lot of kids and I, I tell Mel this all the time there are a lot of kids in my subdivision it's I would never one, know but you would never <laughs> know. I rolled through the other night they don't come out no one comes out but you know what I, and it's not just my subdivision I, let's speak to society as a whole yeah. we live in the bedroom community mm-hmm. so all we do is just pull into our driveways close the garage you know what I mean that goes back to knowing your neighbors we don't know our neighbors yeah. or want to know our neighbors in order to play i would love to i would love nothing more you know like growing up like i i grew up on a, on a street you know what i mean mm-hmm. where yeah the main street you know what i mean yeah. it's a side street but it's it's as small as even my subdivision which i feel is like safe i think it's safe yeah. enough for kids to be out they do they you won't. ever want to implement like 
So in my neighborhood growing up, I was like, if there was a chief of kids, mm-hmm. I was the chief of kids. Sure. <laughs> I was I love rallied it. everyone. And we're going to do this today. And exactly. now we're going to play hide go seek. And then after we play hide go seek, we're going to do double dutch. And then I remember playing dutch. football like, <laughs> in the front yard and then all the was, different families. It goes back to, and again, I live in the suburbs, so it, you know, there's a different dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. Growing up in the city, you know, and maybe even in the Dallas era, they have things. I grew up having block parties where yeah. they would just block, they would just block the street off. Mm-hmm. You can't come down, and kids was just playing in the street, having a good time. Having a mm-hmm. good time. I yes, think my did. subdivision is small enough. You know, so I live yours in, could definitely do it. I feel like I just want to do it one day and be like y'all. Do you think, and I, I, I lived in a neighborhood, and so my mom was like the mom where she would be like the watcher. So like, like mm-hmm. for, we'll say for summertime at least. So the whole, everybody knew about the whole street lights come on, you come yep. home. But my mom would be the mom that would sit on the porch so we could stay outside yes. beyond, yes. beyond yes. the street lights mm-hmm. so yes. that we could play longer. Because you had a supervisor. She was a supervisor, <laughs> right. She, she was a supervisor. Mm-hmm. So did you, ever, did you ever consider in your neighborhood like, well, you know, if, we, if I initiate the kids coming outside and I then think the parents I, I, like, and I definitely can see myself doing that you see me sitting um, there sitting uh, sipping the tea I sure will <laughs> and kids tell you a lot you'll learn a lot about mm-hmm. your neighbors from the kids oh yeah kids share stuff like one day this little girl came up to me and was like yeah so my mama just got a new job making $12 an hour and we about to be rich and I was like okay, okay. Like, right, I okay. didn't need to know how much your mama made but kids but you just, know kids <laughs> the innocence of it all they just oh, they're just nosy, but you would learn a lot. Uh, <laughs> kids are crazy. Um, establishing house rules, old school versus modern. What are some of the household rules that you had growing up, and what are some of your household rules that you implement with your children? I didn't have any house rules. Man, I'm going to get in trouble because I don't know if I had any house rules. I, was like, I didn't have any house rules. <laughs> I just felt like it was just like, that's just what you do. Okay. I yeah, didn't know if it was know. anything was a per- particular house rule yeah dang tonight you making me feel like a wayward child <laughs> <laughs> um because like i could see like how you're talking about well when we were eating like eating together as a family yeah. well they could be unofficial household rules like an unofficial household rules like, we did do you that can't, i couldn't you could not i couldn't just let anybody in the house even on the street, only certain people, because my mama felt... You had felt, to have approval, yeah. Yes, yeah, so my yeah, mama yeah. felt like some neighbors were not the best, even their kids. So I was like, no, they can't come in. But Quan can come over. Actually, I don't think uh, I really <laughs> had any neighbors in the house. Yeah, the way so our like, house no was one, set up. Yeah. No one could come into yeah. my no house. One no one yeah, Unless okay. they were family or right. there was the quasi-block uh, party situation. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't recall. What about chores? Did you have assigned chores? Yeah, I hate vacuuming. That's why I don't like it. I, I hate dishes. Um, dishes. I actually I love don't. dishes, but cause, I mean, I grew up washing the dishes. I didn't. I got out of it. Yeah. I was. I got out of the dishwasher. You paid someone off? No, I just wasn't doing it. So and yes, you being yeah. young. Mom, moms was so, 2.5. Right. She was, you know, like I said, my <laughs> sister would have been made to do it. So my only chore was cleaning the bathroom. So I have an affinity mm. for bathrooms to this day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty much. And I had to keep. It was a given that I had to keep my area clean. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, pick up after yourself. Yeah. Put things back yeah. where they well, have to Well, that's how I earned my allowance. I don't know about you guys, but. I, I just got money for good grades. I, I, so. I did. I got both. That was the bonus. Yeah. See, but no grades. one, no one, there was no cause and effect. I got an allowance because, you know, I turned 10 and they just feel like, okay, it's time for you <laughs> to get an allowance. Right. But there was no, 
you know, you need to do chores in order to get yes. it. Oh. So. I, oh, no, I had to do, like, there were certain chores I did, and then I got, like, that was my base salary. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then when the grades came in, she that was your bonus salary. check. <laughs> yes, it was. I love it. That was my bonus check. Uh, yeah, I didn't get none of that. Um, because I said so. We, I talked about, I touched on this a little yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. That was a very old school thing. That's a very, because I said so. And like I said, I was able to ask why. My mom want to go to a Chuck E. Cheese. Can I go? No. Oh. Why? Well, today I'll make sure that we go next month. You know what? And month. you know what? As a mom, <laughs> I, ain't I ain't got time. I ain't got time to give you that whole explanation. <laughs> I really I don't. Because so. I said so. It is not the time now. Stop asking me these questions. <laughs> right. Because you're just making it worse at yeah. that point. Yeah. So that's something that we want to carry forward. <laughs> just I am the authority. As long as you and know because why, I said so. But I'll say this. As long as you know why you're saying no. Yeah, don't yeah, just yeah. be like saying no to be saying no. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there should be a there Because at some point reason. as they get older, they're are gonna want to know why yeah right. <laughs> you better have an answer right. yeah um bored kids i remember growing up there was no such thing as being bored um how is that handled these days do you do you allow your kids to say that they're bored or oh, do man you... he said that one day and i was like all these toys because they can all go <laughs> they can all... i can show you what boredom is Thank, thankfully my child has not encountered told me that he's bored you know but i also think like we're also kids are so much into technology yeah like like how you bo- how are you bored? you can't possibly be you like can't be. we didn't have a constant yeah. thing and, if you, and truly <laughs> if you are bored then go outside right, right. But That's where creativity kind of plays mm-hmm. a part in, like, building that. It's, like, going outside. And, you know, and the sad part is they're going to go outside and then going to be, like, with they shrugged shoulder. Like, what to with, do. I don't know what to do. And I'm like. <laughs> they don't know nothing about any, mini money mo, catch a tiger by yourself. They don't know making a stick, making it a sword. That, some double dutch. Look at me, some double right? dutch. Right. Come on. <laughs> so, moving forward, I know we got to get, we're you're running out of time. I'm so glad oh. that Mahogany Mom Allergy Podcast is here today. And we're going to get through this. Nice. Um, did old school parents have me time, a.k.a. grown up time, or is that like a new wave of things? I don't even know. I'll be honest. I don't I remember them going on a date night when I was a kid. Well, yeah, I don't recall that. <laughs> like, I think that's important to us in, in modern parenting. But because we're doing more. Right. In modern parenting. So I look at, okay, my mom, well, my mom was stay-at-home mom. So there was time. When she went to, you know, to the thrift store and all that, that was her me time mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, okay, well, my me time has to be different because I don't always get, you know, go shopping or what mm-hmm. have you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just all relative in how you structure your day and structure your life. The essence of self-care. Mm-hmm. Do you think that their me time was always there but they it wasn't called that because growing up there was more of a village approach so technically our mamas had it but i could go down the street with my grandma and but be you there know for what? hours yeah their mm-hmm. me time could have been you know their me time, <laughs> I love, well i shouldn't even do that i love my mom so much. um her me time where it was little things you know yeah. what i mean so whereas we're we're i think looking at it from a whole thing we're we're going to spa we're doing this we're yeah. doing mm-hmm. pedicure you know my mama's me time was watching some wwf yeah right yeah. That's, that's some good stuff though you know <laughs> yeah. way back when or you know my godmother mm-hmm. or my godmother you know her me time was when as soon as she came home from work she used to uh, record the soaps mm-hmm. right yeah. and so she would come home and it was a routine she'd take mm-hmm. off her shoes she put her feet up and she would watch her stories yeah and so that was her me time, me time. until you know her stories so, so 
so we just our generation put a label on it. Yeah, it was always yeah. going on, but we I didn't like you said we identified it and made it a whole event. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Ronald, welcome. Just the way you typed that, I like any movie line. I saw the grandmoms. Oh, okay. My grandmoms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Vincent said, "Better find something to do before I give you chores." Ain't <laughs> right. no right. Right. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Um, our manners. A thing of the past. Do modern parents teach their kids the importance of manners? A lot of them don't. I don't think that they. <laughs> I, I think, I think that we don't. do. I said a lot of them don't. I don't I do. think. I, I, I agree I with do. you. I, I think the majority of don't. I I believe in the importance of please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. Calling adults Miss and mm-hmm. Mister. Mm-hmm. Unless they're like close enough where you, you change can, it you, to the yeah uncle we, yeah you call thing. it you know like we do like your they have a title. Everyone has a title. Everyone has a title. I think we do, but as a whole, I don't. I think that people are not carrying that forward. Interesting. Yeah. Or you call like you know we're referred to like the, the child's parents' name. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm HP's mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Everyone has a title. Yeah. If you didn't know who the person's name was, you know, when you go into the school and they're like, "Oh, you're AJ's mom." Okay, yeah. that's my title, and that's respect. That's you know, still they respectful. May not, they, yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's still respectful. respectful. As of just calling you Melissa, like I would I not wish want. Some like, child would. <laughs> <laughs> she about to raise up on somebody. I like, really would. I'm sorry, and, I, and let your mama be in within vicinity too. I don't like, call me by my first name. First of all, miss, talk, talk you don't roll. know me like that. Tasha will roll up on you. I'll just be right there. Talk, like, Dang, Tasha just jumped in. Mrs. Gordon to you, Mrs. Mrs. Gordon. Baby, I got my MRS. <laughs> Mrs. Gordon. Okay. Stop um, it. <laughs> be the parent, not the friend. So you talked about that a little earlier. I'm not your little I friend. Am not his friend. Do no. you? But do you think, as modern parents, that we do try to be a little bit more friendly? Yeah, like? that started in our generation, though. Too. Yeah, yes, it did. Some people were sure doing did. that in our generation too. Yeah, and I think they tried to do that in order for their child to open up more and tell yes. them more things. No, just tell me. I ain't got time for there all this. But no, but there, there be you. You can't just say just tell me because I, I mean, I didn't mean like that. they're gonna tell you all but the most important part of it. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's that hidden element. There was a, me- a method to the madness mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> um, Mm-mm. Is so. it very important to tell your family's story or history, or is that a thing of the past? That's very yeah. important. I would love if I if I knew, you know, thanks slavery, um, what the our past was, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I, like not even like the past as a like like historically, or just like, like your historical. Like one thing that I do in my family that mo- that is a historical thing is saving obituaries. Because obituaries keep mm-hmm. your family history. You, you know, know just like in the Bible, it says such mm-hmm. and such begat such and such and who begat such and such. When you keep that. So I my mm-hmm. I can trace my lineage back to my great, great grandmother. So that's that so three grandmothers back. It well, is very important. And that's important. And I don't think this generation, I think that that was a huge thing in our generation that our parents knew you knew your grandmother you knew your grandfather you knew your uncles you knew different parts of your family and i think that that is being cut off and is more so only the immediate family go go yeah i i have a different twist to that okay okay i think it's important i mean i'm not the best at it so with my sister and i i say that she's she i make her cater to the elders Mm -hmm. and then i'm more like Talk, I talk more to the our generation mm-hmm. um, in terms of keeping up. 
right. like of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, where I fail at is having photos around the home of family members because mm-hmm. we carry everything on our, our phones. phones, and that is something in 2019 I'm going to work on is okay. printing photos and yes. sitting down and having the 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 books, and so that way he can see mm. um, what what my significant other is fantastic at is having the number of stories mm-hmm. about various family members. So even before I would meet the family member, I had the whole rundown of who they were, For sure. whether they was good stories or bad stories. Sure. Like, so, but he still ha- like, it's like a griot, right? So yeah, yeah. he is, in my opinion, he is the griot of his family and they may not realize it. Right. I think every family needs to have one or two. And I'll even say this for those who are single parents, that still needs to happen and you need to work, your job is a little bit harder, I think. I don't think so. It, for some. Because I'm a some. single mom, and my, like I said, I, I, me and my son's father are still, we have our issues, but he knows his dad's side, and they're, he, the dad is close to that family, so he knows that lineage. You're fortunate. Your percentage, yeah. your percentage number is very low okay. on that, that, from Type what I've thing. noticed. Yeah. yeah. Because some, if you think about, there are some people out there that their child doesn't carry their father's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to get in trouble for this. I know I'm going to get emails, but that's got to stop. Yeah. I, I let my son that's carry his, stop. his, and it's interesting yeah. because my mother wanted me to give mm-hmm. my son my last name. Mm-hmm. Cause she said, who's going to, she said the male carries the mm-hmm. family name. And she said, who's going to carry our family name? Or so, it's annex. So or I, it's annex. Yeah. That's... So I feel, I feel, now that I didn't, when my son was born, I didn't know my mother would die when she died. Sure. And sure. she died when he was four years old. So now I wish I would have hyphenated his name to be Sim Scott. But and he I think carries in Hispanic his cultures, name. they do that. Yeah. So in Hispanic cultures, they carry the maiden name, the mom's maiden, maiden name, name, and they have the dad's name as the middle name. Yeah. Okay. In some, in okay. some Hispanic okay. cultures, they do that. Okay. My point to that is because we lose the historical factor. For sure. In terms of them being able to research who they are and how that whole lineage okay. and the family tree. How it's going to Yeah, be. because if you're on this whole, the, the single, you know, and I understand single parenthood and there's various reasons for it. But if you don't have someone who's going to be the grill on that side, the other side of the parent, mm-hmm. then the child only knows the one, one side. side. But if you don't allow them to figure out, okay, oh, well, this is my dad's last name, and then this is who my dad is, okay, now let me trace it this way, mm-hmm. then right. they're missing this piece of them. Mm-hmm. And that that I find unfair. Mm-hmm. I see your point. And my, my you what about, I was going to she was about to come for me, and I was no, like, and, you know what? Because <laughs> I'm it, it in my my response, I would have been injecting my own personal. Um, biased on that. So, you know, I'm, I'm it's making sense now. It makes sense. I didn't say it makes sense. I'm <laughs> hearing you. She hears you. <laughs> I hear you, you know. But from my, my standpoint, it's, I grew up in a two family household and the only like history um, that I can attribute to are, are just my grandmothers because I was physically alive with both of them. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned talking about saving obituaries mm-hmm. and we, and I've actually saved and we do that, you know, but I think it's, it's challenging. And I, and I joked a little bit saying thanks slavery, but my parents were front, they, they were born and raised in a different country. Mm-hmm. And so there's that whole element that's a little messy as far as history and, mm-hmm. and trying to um, gather historical information. 
I, it's one of those things like I will never know because right. you so know, then you can in your in your family I can line, start you now. can start with yeah. your parents and carry mm-hmm. or my grand my your grandparents, grandparents and yeah. carry it and mm-hmm. carry and it's the various stories too as yeah. we grew up with both you know both parents and the grandparents yeah. mm-hmm. those so, stories too are very important yeah, right it's a rich history it is a rich but I say the other part of it is like. You know, you only know as much as your family wants to reveal to you. All right. And, and Mama, Very true. There's some secrets. And you, and you Be- talk about the griot situation before. Uh, Ronald wants to know who's my guest again. Uh, we have Mahogany Momology Podcast. They are available on Google Play and iTunes. And Mel and Tosh are the hosts. And that's who's in the studio with us. Hi, Ronald. Hello, Ronald. Um, what was I saying? I lost my thought. Oh, uh, the griot. The griot, mm-hmm. yeah. So the griot, I guess, of my family was my mother. Like, my boyfriend was commenting the other day that I know so many parts of my family because my mom took me around mm-hmm. every pocket. Yeah, that's of, great. So when I'm on Facebook, it's like, such that I have cousins. It's like cousin, 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 because my mom made sure we went around and mm-hmm. I had these relationships with these people. So I know how people are connected and mm-hmm. what that family reunion the, and branch that they fell from, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I think that's important because it, so many things play that you don't want cousins dating cousins. You want to know, and <laughs> not only that, but you want to well. have that, that love. You want to sure. let mm-hmm. your cousins know you can reach out to me or mm-hmm. I'm your family. I, I love mm-hmm. you. Just yeah, yeah. the whole family situation. And I think now, I mean, in my immediate family they they do do family reunions sadly i just never had a chance to attend one um but i think they i think the more current so i say my my parents really make a conscious effort to try to preserve some of that and you know who who, no if i ever did attend a a reunion they probably could tell me something about Mm -hmm. my great-grandmother or something like that i don't know which eh. You never know. You never know. But I do have pictures on my wall. Tons of pictures. Yeah. I'm I'm that old lady that has a whole bunch of pictures with various different frames and colors and all of that. I like that. So that they, you know, they can point and be like, who's that? And who's that? Because you have a great friend. Yeah. Yeah. And when Mel brought that out, it seemed like you could go in anybody's house 20 years ago and see pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that much now. No. You can walk yeah, in someone's yeah. house and it, it may be immaculate, but it's still, it's not that history. Like, I, like, I love that mishmash yeah. <laughs> you know, of, mm-hmm. of family photos everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the last question of the day is creating family traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a thing of the past or are we doing new because I remember growing up, it was the, it was kind of the same tradition for the 18 years of my life of the Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, uh, 4th of July. We're going to cook a big meal. We're going to get a new outfit. We're going to sit around. Uh, we're going to... It was it's these traditions yeah. that we mm-hmm. had. And I'm kind of changing up the tradition. Like now, since my mother passed on, I feel like a piece of me died. Sure. So yeah, certain sure. things is too sensitive for me to touch on. Mm-hmm. So I, I've started new traditions, but our traditions important in parenting in general. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it, it piggybacks to, you know, talking about memories. It talks about, you know, your history, you know, whether it be okay, you know what, every other year on Thanksgiving, we go for a trip. That's still creating memories. That's still mm-hmm. a tradition. You don't always have to do the big old family cookout thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is, you know, every year, you know, you do the Christmas thing and there's certain music and maybe you guys do caroling. I don't know. 
some people, you know, like me, I like to go look at the house lights, you know, if there's certain neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. When I lived in California, there was a street literally called Candy Cane Lane. And I know that that street spent billions of dollars. Had to. You know, on the electricity bill. God bless them. (laughs) You know, now that I understand what electric electricity bill is. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I just thought, oh, that was the coolest thing in the world that they would do that every, you know, Christmas for like days, weeks upon, you know, weeks. Yeah. And um, when I got older, they stopped doing it because people, you know, they move into the neighborhood and they don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, oh, you messed up the whole tradition and the history because that was like, so you were back, called Candy Cane Lane. That goes uh-huh. back to knowing your neighbors and knowing. <laughs> For sure. And I'm like, they probably, you know, there's other things they probably could have done with that. But my point is, don't lose certain traditions. Or if you don't have one, create one. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong in starting something fresh and different that as long as everyone's together and having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? I agree with trying to install like at least new traditions. And yeah. I hear you. You know, some some of them can be very traumatic or mm-hmm. just, just bring about different, all sorts emotions. of emotions. That you, they were happy memories. It's but just like, you're not, and you're not in that space right now. Yeah, you know, to, to recreate. To, you know, and then there's you and you and your own feelings. And then now you've got your son asking you questions. And like, listen, this ain't therapy right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just trying to, yeah. I'm just trying to live right now. You know what <laughs> right. And then, and then I feel like me doing that would just make it traumatic for him. Because uh-huh. the memory would be, yeah. my, uh, my mom is crying all the time. Yeah, so I have yeah, to yeah. like switch it up. But I love a tradition, though. I mean, that's 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 what like Mel is attributing to. Like that's what creates a memory. Yeah, you, know? mm-hmm. you remember things. Time may be different, but you'd be like, I remember when so and so. would be like, Boo, you were three yeah. when that happened. You'd be like, Oh, and they remember, and you, they, they remember the feeling, yeah. the, the smell, mm-hmm. yeah, the looks, the smile. So I'm all about creating all traditions, new traditions. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. So what can we conclude about old school versus modern? parenting can we say i could say that there's not many differences it's just Mm -hmm. they're the same just approach differently Mm -hmm. there are some dying things there are some things that you know need to you know go away Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah totally um but the premise i think or the foundation of it um is still there in regards to um trying to basically make your child be like a good moral citizen and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, um, bring up, have good manners and, and things like that. So that foundation is there. But like you said, there's just a different, um, a new modern, new age, new age, know, new age, new age way mm-hmm. of going about doing it. And, and yeah. like I said, at the top of the show, when I said, my mom said, if you don't get whoopings, you're going to end up in hell or jail. <laughs> right. Like that needs to die. But, <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, it it came I get I guess and what we saw the kids who didn't they ended up that way like my cousins whose mom did not discipline them in that way they end up going to jail and it was kind of like so for my mom her statement was reassured mm-hmm. it was like you let your kid do all manner of mm-hmm. stuff <laughs> you know so, yeah yeah maybe the wording could be a little different but it was just. For me, it's like, wow, she was telling the truth. Look yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Look what happened to them. Sure, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and I would say um, it is a—it's a mix of both. You know, people wanting to try something completely different, mm-hmm. but then they're afraid of like, gosh, if I don't do some of the old things, what will happen? Yeah. Um, and it's sometimes it's best to do it that way because, like, with everything, it, life evolves. So um, it's kind of like being trendy. 
in a way. Mm-hmm. Being trendy. Trendy parenting. Yeah. Trendy parenting. Yeah. Wonderful. So once again, I want to thank my guest, Mahogany Momology Podcast, for being a guest on Today Talks. Thank you for having us. You thank all you. were fantastic and thank great. You, thank you. In true Today Talks fashion, this is your time to give your shout outs and also give my listeners your social media handle so that they can follow you on your social media platforms. Well, like you were saying, you can find our podcast on iTunes and Google Play titled Mahogany Mammology. You can find us on Instagram, same name, Mahogany Mammology. We're on Twitter, M. Mology, M-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y. I had to think about that. <laughs> Mom and then ology. Mom and then ology. <laughs> and then we also have an email address, same name, mahoganymomology at gmail.com. So we definitely encourage our listeners to tune into an episode or two or three, um, provide feedback and reviews, and definitely email us if there is a topic that you are interested in that mm-hmm. we have not covered. Love it. Any shout outs you want to give? Well, gosh. Oh, you didn't. So, you didn't for, prepare for, for the shout yeah, outs? So, um, I didn't. Actually, we sure didn't. Um, and normally we do. Uh, so, for your listeners to know, typically every every time we have an episode, we come out every Sunday. Um, and we would typically uh, shout out a mom of the week, a mahogany mom, mom of the week. Uh, sometimes it's actually really one of our listeners and just trying to showcase. Um, just what motherhood is. It's just the everyday mom. This is motherhood. Mm-hmm. And we also take a look at a group, a mom's group that's out there, whether it be uh, domestic or international, and highlight them as well in our show. So mm-hmm. we, that's typically what we do, but we didn't prepare today. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but I also want to add this. A lot of our topics, it not only is mom-centric, but mm-hmm. it is black mom-centric. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I, I want the listeners out there to know that you know, we are not, you know, the mom shows that you hear are of a particular either socioeconomic level or, or, or uh, race, but um, definitely tune in to us and you'll, you'll, you'll have some interesting thoughts mm-hmm. and, and have some, uh, you know, reviews and so forth. So right. listen in. So that. listen to Mahogany Momology podcast. They've had great, uh, great guests on they talked about incarcerated moms mm-hmm. they talked about uh, being a surrogate mom uh, so you can go back and listen to some of their past episodes and even get some tips on uh, maybe even your parenting style or learn from other mothers we want to i want to get I, can we answer big wayne yes do y'all have a lot of males tuning in yes, yes. <laughs> about 20% of our listeners are males. Yeah. 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 So males can listen to even though it's mahogany momology, you can learn a lot just like you learn from your mom, you can learn from these moms as well. Um I want to thank uh all the moms out there. I want to give a shout out to my mom, may God bless the dead, uh my grandmothers who were in my life, my great-grandmothers uh, that were in my life. Um, any mom out there, sometimes it's difficult being a mom, whether you're married or single, uh, because, you know, br- being a mom, you have to put on a, a certain type mm-hmm. of cape. And to parents in general, even dads have to wear the dad cape sometimes. So just shout out to parents. Um, you're going to make it through it. You're not, you're, you're doing a wonderful job. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not uh, doing a good job. As my mother says, there is no manual to being a parent and every child is different so just do your best right i want to thank uh, today's show sponsors once again shout out to caring angels 
a home care. Uh, Caring Angel specializes in personal care services for your loved one, mobility assistance, transferring and positioning, feeding and special diet, meal preparation, toileting, laundry, running errands, incidental um, um, transportation and medication reminders. They accept private uh, payment and long-term care insurance. Let Caring Angels put an earth angel with your loved one today. Uh, Caring Angels is located in Flint and Ann Arbor, Michigan, and you can call 734-757-5896. Also to our lovely sponsors at Bug Bundles Luxury Hair Company. Uh, Bundles Luxury Hair Care Extension Specialists focusing on changing the way women express themselves through their hair. They specialize in natural hair care extensions extensions, hair restoration, event hair, Dominican and Brazilian blowouts. They are a certified salon and you can find them at Bundles Luxury Hair Co. on Instagram and on Facebook. Bundles Luxury Hair Care is located at 13740 Midway Road, Suite 524 in Farmers Branch, Texas. Go and get luxurified. Is that a word? Um, <laughs> until next time, next week's show topic, we'll be talking about I Love My HBCU featuring Janovich. It will be talking about the pros and cons of attending an HBCU and why going to HBCU is super lit. So tune in next week. It's Tanae Talks. You listen. Yo. Tene Talks. We're going to talk about it right here. Yeah. You ready? It's Tene Talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. We're going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear. It's Tene Talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. I'm going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real quick because it's Tene Talks. And I'm going to talk about it.